Carl Carafel alongside Bubba Duke, and this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 240. Yes, Turnbuckle Talk has been around that long. We have actually been around since 2015. It has been an absolute ride, an absolute trip, and this is super fantastic. Thank you, Bubba Duke, for coming back on with me again as we partake in some professional wrestling talk discussion. How have you been? Oh, been rocking it out, man, watching as much wrestling as I can. And getting programs together for my show called The Boar's Nest, as you know. That's right. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke can be found on Facebook. Go and check that out as well. Not as many streams and not as many videos on there as, uh, say, Turnbuckle Talk, but Bubba Duke is just starting out, and uh, we are more than happy to allow him to uh, have this platform to be able to bring his stuff to you guys as well. He does a little bit of everything over there, whether it's uh, uh, gaming, whether it is discussion on wrestling, on hot topics that are happening, on uh, music, on movies, on pop culture, on a little bit of absolutely everything. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in and is currently watching. And for those of you that are, we have something special for you today. Unfortunately, in the world of professional wrestling, we had a very big loss that happened in um, one Mr. Reggie Parks. Reggie Parks, for those of you who don't know, uh, was the creator of a lot of professional championship titles within the world of professional wrestling. And uh, a simple little video has been put together here. So please, we're going to play this for you now. Known around the wrestling world as the King of Belts, Reggie Parks began as a Canadian professional wrestler. Parks began his wrestling career under the tutelage of trainer Stu Hart and wrestled throughout the United States, becoming known for his physique and his quite Superman demeanor before branching out into belt design. As a designer, Parks' most famous works 
had been regarded as the most prestigious within the WWF in the 1980s and 1990s. Parks was known for designing and engraving championship belts for the WWE, the National Wrestling Alliance, World Championship Wrestling, the American Wrestling Association, Shimmer, and many more. WWE described his belt designs as some of its most famous. His most well-known were the Winged Eagle, used to represent the WWF Championship in the 1980s and 1990s, and the WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship from the same era. Parks began to create belts in 1962, while working in Omaha, Nebraska, after noticing that promoter Joe Dusek had been using a large trophy to represent a championship, which was beginning to fall apart. He made a replacement belt using plated copper and a leather strap, estimating that it would cost him around $75. His work was then sought out by other wrestling organizations, as well as the UFC, and a belt made for the cover of Madonna's Hard Candy album. Please join us as we give a most fitting and deserving 10-bell salute to Mr. Reggie Parks. Thank you, Reggie, for everything that you did, for everything that you gave us, and for every championship that you created that is synonymous with our time and growing up in professional wrestling. Our love of it. Behind Bubba Duke there, you saw uh, the Winged Eagle Championship and um, one of my favorites, the Winged Eagle 100%, as well as as Bubba Duke just pointed to there, uh, for those that are listening to the audio, he is pointing to the Intercontinental Championship. That is the redesigned one that uh, Cody Rhodes had brought back when he was part of the WWE. Um, I have my replica as well um, of the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, this has been with me for probably, I would say, 18 to 20 years I have had this one. And uh, it is one that is going to stay in my collection and never leave my collection because this one here uh, just really holds a special place in my heart. Um, 
the championships that Reggie created, it, I mean, not just for the WWF, which like you just heard, it was absolutely fantastic that he was able to create championship belts for a number of different companies, whether it was uh, WWE or F at the time, whether it was WCW, whether it was Shimmer, the AWA, um, the NWA, even so many different. And then to even have uh, Reggie be able to create something that became a pop culture symbol, not even not not necessarily a symbol, but was was shown in pop culture when it came to Madonna having her uh, championship that she had for uh, an album cover. Absolutely fantastic. Um, just just amazing to be able to see that. Chris, thanks for coming by, my friend. I absolutely love you. And that's uh, that's awesome. You, yeah, you do remember how jacked I was when I got this. I mean, that that just shows how long that we've known each other because it's been um, maybe not as maybe 15, 15 to 17 years, I would say that I've actually had that. And yeah, I mean, I was jacked when I got it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I was a professional wrestler myself for a while. And one of the companies that I had worked for, the Superior Wrestling Alliance, they they liked my work so much that they had said, hey, we want you to create a championship for you to have. So I was like, OK, let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can figure out. And I'm like, how, how are we going to do this? And they said, well, you've got that IC belt. Um, do you mind maybe using that for a while? And I was like, sure, I don't care. So this is where Bubba Duke comes into the picture. Uh, him and I were working together at one time at a call center and I would bring that championship with me to work and I would be creating and designing while I was in between phone calls, helping customers. And I actually had created the, uh, Canadian uh, heavyweight championship for the superior wrestling Alliance, which I held twice. Um, I did lose it once. So, I mean, that kind of sucks, but I did lose it once, but I held it twice and they actually let me continue to keep it, which was absolutely fantastic. Bubba Duke, what do you remember about those times when, uh, when we were uh, working, uh, looking at this championship? Oh my God, bro. I remember you coming in with that thing in, in its bag. It's, and you had, which I still your... have. And you had it over your shoulder, and I seen you coming in because I was sitting. I actually moved positions that day for some reason. I don't know why. And you came in. And I'm like, well, what's in that bag? That's kind of weird looking. And then you opened it, and I'm like, oh, dude, that's the Intercontinental Championship. That's that's really cool. So I just kind of leaned back and was like, hey, buddy, how? Hey, is that your title? Like, what, what's, what's that about? And we've been best friends ever since. I helped you actually designed the, the side plates. Yes. You were stuck on the side plates. And I was like, well, what about doing this with it? I actually, on my Facebook, I have a picture of that title. Oh. Laid out in the ring. Yep. And you standing behind it. Okay. Um, that was the point in time where you, uh, where I was starting to train to be okay. a professional wrestler and not just the backyard wrestler where I started, unfortunately. Yep. Um, but I remember sitting beside you the next day and coming up with that design for the side plates and how to incorporate the, the, the paint scheme that you had on those side plates to make it look more um, richer or more presentable. But it was, it was epic getting to know somebody via wrestling, not just, <laughs> Oh, Hey, we work together. Let's be friends. No, it was right. Something deeper because well, look at us now, how many 15, 16, no, it'd be 17 years now. Yeah, around that. Yep. 
that we've been friends. Like yeah. that's over yeah. wrestling. Right. Over wrestling. I myself am not a Reggie Parks by no means, but yes, um, I, I did uh, create it. And, and uh, honestly, I was very cheap with things because I didn't want to damage the championship. So I used masking tape and paint. And that's what I used from far away. You couldn't tell the difference, but from close up, you definitely could. But as the promoter back then for the Superior Wrestling Alliance had told me, and a few others as well, I got to throw in there, Tom, uh, Big Daddy T, as well as, um, uh, what was his name now? Bobo Brown, downtown Bobo Brown. They all had told me, they said, you know what? Like when you're in the ring, it's far away anyway. So nobody's really going to notice and see. So don't worry about it. It looks great. And thanks for doing this. So I was like, okay, cool. Sounds good to me. I was yeah. very appreciative of that. The the thing was the paint that, that we used had enough little sparkle in it from a distance that it looked like authentic little diamonds or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, it was just a metallic paint. Yeah, yeah it, it, it did the job that you needed it to do. And I thank you for letting me have that experience of helping design part of a title and being part of that. It was a big thing for me. For all of you that would like to see it um, when I can, because I have to go to work very shortly, but I will at some point uh, put the photo up. Um, one of the photos that I have on my personal Facebook account, I'll put it up into our Facebook page at TB talk pod. I will probably include it on the Instagram and the Twitter as well at TB talk pod. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll put it up there and uh, let everyone see the creation that uh, that I had come up with, with uh, some help from Bubba Duke. So championships and trophies. Oh, my. We're going to talk now a little bit of knockouts, knockdown that happened over on Impact Wrestling. While we talked about it last week, we did give you the rundown of the matches. We are now going to talk about the results from this because it was an absolute killer and banger of a pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what more to say, but let's get right into it here. We had the Knockouts Knockdown Tournament. I will run through that real quick for you here. So the competitors in the quarterfinals were Tasha Steeles taking on Jamie Senegal, Chelsea Green taking on uh, Renee Michelle, Rachel Elring taking on Lady Frost, and Brandy Lauren taking on Mercedes Martinez. I actually said it right this time, and I didn't fumble did. over her name. So um, now we'll get into the actual matchups and how things actually progressed and went throughout this entire show. So we started out with Rachel Elring taking on Lady Frost in an 11-minute, 54-second matchup that was uh, very well done. I was very happy with it. Lady Frost, for those of you who don't know who she is, Google her and watch because she is an, a wrestler that you are going to want to watch because she is going to skyrocket in the next, I would say, three to five years. She's definitely going to skyrocket. She's absolutely fantastic and amazing. Rachel Elring taking the win over Lady Frost by pinfall, though. Um but still, I mean, she, she's, she's a name that you're going to want to watch 100%. 
Second matchup of the night, we're talking Chelsea Green taking on Renee Michelle. That matchup went eight minutes and 28 seconds in the quarterfinal matchup with Chelsea Green, the hot mess, taking the match by pinfall. Third matchup, we have Mercedes Martinez taking on Brandy Lauren. This one here, unfortunately, was just kind of a squash match. I was really hoping to have a little bit more uh, work to be seen from Brandy Lauren in this matchup, but Mercedes Martinez uh, taking the pinfall victory over Brandy Lauren in only two minutes and nine seconds. Next quarterfinal matchup, we had Tasha Steeles taking on Jamie Senegal in an 11 minute and four second matchup with Tasha Steeles taking the win by pinfall that's the quarterfinals taking us into the semifinals uh Bubba Duke I'm gonna ask you here quickly what what did you what was your match from uh those from the quarterfinals which one stands out the most doesn't have to be your favorite or anything like that that but which one stands out the most to you they really they all kind of do the one that I was like you I was most eh, kind of about was that squash match that was they should have put a little more more thought into that one, but again, they had a time limit, so I understand why they did what they did. True. So, I I, I enjoyed Chelsea Green Renee Michelle. Um, I thought it was a great matchup. I mean, it was only eight and a half minutes, but it was it was still good. I I very much so enjoyed it. It was it was very yeah. good. They 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 really worked that eight minutes. You know, like they it was again women's wrestling professional wrestling sorry i'll correct myself um yeah it was very well put together yeah i i I agree with you it definitely was going on to a singles matchup not part of the tournament but a singles matchup we had diana perrazzo taking on masha slamovic uh not a title match just a match up with diana perrazzo defeating Masha Slamovic by submission in a 12 minute, one second matchup. I I'm, I'm a fan of Diana Perrazzo. I have been a fan of Diana Perrazzo uh, before she got this big uh, hype and push to her. I've, I've been a fan of Diana since uh, I've first seen her. Um, what I, I know I'm talking a lot of Diana, so Bubba Duke, I, I want to hear a little bit from you about what you think of Masha. What yes. do you think? Uh, I was just gonna say, Miss Salamovic, I, I probably brutalized her name, I'm not good with names. Um, wow, dude, she impressed me uh, a lot, she really held her own and can wrestle the moves that that lady was doing. Wow, like. I think I just might uh, have a new favorite wrestler here in uh, Impact. <laughs> oh, that that's that's fantastic, and and, and as many people should, uh, Masha is is absolutely amazing inside of that ring, and uh, this new look that she has to her almost seemed uh, kind. Of, we we talked about this a, a little bit afterwards, uh, almost very reminiscent of a uh, Bull Nakano type of uh, of look to her, which. I'm absolutely a fan of. I'm digging it. I'm digging it a lot right now. Like she, she, her character, she's hitting it on the head 100%. Uh, 
Like, keep doing it, girl. You're rocking it. We're going to move on now to semi-final tournaments matchups here. So, Mercedes Martinez taking on Rachel Elring in a 12-minute, 30-second matchup. This matchup was won by Mercedes Martinez by submission. Um, Wow. That matchup was absolutely banger. And then we had Tasha Steeles taking on Chelsea Green in a 12-minute, 23-second matchup. And Tasha Steeles defeating Chelsea Green by pinfall. That there is your semifinals, which takes us then to the finals, which will be Mercedes Martinez taking on Tasha Steeles. We will get into that matchup in just a few minutes. What do you think of these uh, semifinal matchups that happened, Bubba? Again, I can't complain. They, these ladies have definitely stepped up their game and showed us why they need to be called professional wrestlers, not women wrestlers, not lady wrestlers. They they need to be called professional wrestlers, uh, 100%. They're doing it, and they're proving it. This is, what, the second uh, pay-per-view that's been all women now in the last year. In, yeah, in, in the last little bit, yep. Yeah, good for them. So next matchup on the card, we had the Shannon Daphne Spruill Memorial Monsters Ball matchup. For those of you that don't know what a Monsters Ball matchup is, it's essentially a no disqualification, anything goes hardcore style professional wrestling matchup. This one here included Kimberly, Jordan Grace, Alicia Edwards, and Savannah Evans. So four women inside of that ring going hardcore for 10 minutes and four seconds with surprising name getting the win by pinfall, Savannah Evans. A name that I really haven't heard too much about or know too much about, but now. I think I'm going to have to go and take a look at some more Savannah Evans. Yes, she definitely, um, I don't want to say stole the show, but she is making a lot of people stand up and recognize this girl's got talent. This girl can wrestle. Uh, As far as the the rest of the, like, I I loved when the tax came out. I'm a tax guy. Um, That was, that was kind of my thing when I was backyard wrestling was the tax. I was big about that. Um, but they used them perfectly. They didn't overdo it. They didn't, oh, here's tax and never use them. Right. Um, again, my favorite lady was wrestling, Jordan. I I very much love her style of wrestling. It's not like just smash mouth because she's bigger and she lifts weights. It's it's she's very to the point on what she's gotta do and very um it's believable. It's not, oh, it's just a girl wrestling. It's very believable that she's doing what she's doing. So again, good job. Big Mama Pump is absolutely fantastic. You are correct in that. Next up on the card, match number nine, we had the tournament final. Uh, the winner to receive a future Impact Knockouts Championship matchup. 
Uh, as as you heard, Mercedes Martinez taking on Tasha Steeles. This matchup went for 10 minutes and 58 seconds. An absolute smash mouth matchup going on here with, I am so happy about this, with Mercedes Martinez getting the pinfall victory over Tasha Steeles to get that future championship matchup. So well-deserved. Mercedes Martinez is a lady who has been in the world of professional wrestling for so many years and has really carved out a legacy of her own and is absolutely fantastic. She is a historian when it comes to professional wrestling and one of the greatest veterans in the industry. What do you think of that matchup? Uh, wow. <laughs> like, I literally sat on the edge of my seat the entire match, just jaw on the floor, eyes, you know, as big as saucers going, holy jumping on watching professional wrestling. Oh, my goodness. What's going to happen next? What, what were they going to do now? What are they going to do? You know, that feeling of so wrapped up in the match that you, I literally forgot there was people around. And when right. when she won, again, I think my neighbors got mad because I, I yelled. I was like, woohoo, yeah, right on. You know, like I was so happy she was finally getting the recognition as a professional wrestler that has done something in the, in, in the industry. Right. It's, it, good for her. I'm so happy for her. I can't wait to see if it's Mickey James she's gonna take on. That I'm 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 waiting. I, I can't like I'm give it to me, people. Give it to me. That's what I want, you know. I can't wait. Bound for Glory is going to be happening at the end of October. I believe October 25th is when it is happening. And uh I believe we're going to be seeing Mickey James taking on Deanna Perrazzo for the impact knockouts championship so yeah it'll be very interesting to see who comes out on top in that matchup and uh who mercedes martinez is going to get to face uh when she i guess when she decides to um invoke that and and get a, a, a matchup um that's that's what i'm assuming is going to be happening so that'll be absolutely fantastic to see yeah i understood that it's from my understanding, it's kind of like a money in the bank thing. Whenever you want to cash it in, you let them know, hey, I want to, I want this match, and they set it up for you. That's how I understood. I could be yeah. wrong. Instead of like a run-in that happens, we're just going to see her uh, request the matchup, and then uh, you know the management within Impact Wrestling will then schedule it, and we will get that matchup. The last match on the cards, we had 10 matches on this card. The last one tag team match for the impact knockouts tag team championship. We had the champions decay consisting of havoc and Rosemary taking on the influence being Madison rain and Tennille Dashwood. This matchup went for 10 minutes and 43 seconds and it was a very good classic tag team matchup. We didn't see a lot of shenanigans happening. We didn't see a lot of just bullshit. We just saw some good professional wrestling coming out of this with, and I'm thankful and happy about this. Wait, what was yesterday? That's right. Thanksgiving here in Canada. I am thankful that DK kept those championships around their waists 
absolutely fantastic. Um, I was super happy with this matchup. Give me your quick thoughts on that. Again, great match. It it had the classic run to it. Do this, do this, do this. Have this little bit. You know, they did have shenanigans, but they, it wasn't over the top. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly yeah. executed match. And as far as decay keeping the titles, I'm kind of thankful for that too because they're a good tag team, and they know what they're doing. So, again, Impact, you're doing it good. You're doing it right. Keep it going. Another name, Rosemary within the decay is a name that I've been watching since the very, very beginning, pretty much. Um, she was known as Courtney Rush. Okay. So that, that tells you how far back. Um, yeah, like that's, that's absolutely fantastic that, uh, <laughs> that we're seeing that, um, Rosemary has blossomed Courtney rush has moved from Courtney rush up to Rosemary and has been doing absolutely fantastic things, especially within the tag team division of impact wrestling Matt, just wait, we're going to get to that. Don't you worry. Uh, we're definitely going to be getting to that. So I don't want to spoil things just yet because um, we actually have that as part of our breaking news. So spoiler alert a little bit, our breaking news, um, is a huge, huge thing that's going to be happening that we're going to be talking about coming up here very shortly. Getting off of the tag team championships and moving into, oh, wait. Yeah, let's talk about a tag team. The Inspiration. For those of you who don't know who the Inspiration are, they worked in the WWE as the Iconics. That's right, Billy Kay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm stoked about this. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm absolutely, I, I'm like, I'm speechless. I, almost, almost, I'm almost speechless when it comes to this. These, I mean, they, they've been going through. They've worked so well together in the past within the WWE, and now we're going to be able to see the Iconics, now known as the Inspiration, inside Impact Wrestling. As a tag team, we thought for a while that there was going to be a split between the two and that they were going to do a bunch of singles stuff on their own. Not the case, and I am so happy about that because, well, we could use some more tag team in the women's division of Impact Wrestling. I'm stoked about this. Bubba Duke, how, how stoked are you about this? Oh, my goodness, brother. Woo! It is incredible. I can't wait to see what Impact's going to do with these two women. I will tell you right now, Within a year, those two women may have some gold around their waist, brother, because they deserve it. They've been doing it, and they're rocking it. Like, how impact, how can you get better? Oh, let's just go get this tag team that WWE basically is doing nothing with, and uh, let's bring them in and rock the joint. This is going right. to be awesome. Can't wait. I can't wait either. I mean, um, it's absolutely fantastic to be able to see that more women are tagging together and that they're keeping them as tag teams. Um, it, it's not often that you, that you are able to find tag teams like that. I mean, we, we, we have many male tag teams that are out there that continue on throughout their careers as um, tag teams 
throughout their their entire careers, right? But you don't really see that very much with the women, and I'm very happy that we're that we're able to to start to see that. And I think it's I think it's great. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm just taking a quick look here. Apparently, they are going to be making their way. Um, October 23rd, that is when Bound for Glory is happening, and they are going to be there at Bound for Glory. It uh, doesn't say really what's going to be happening with them just yet, uh, what they're going to be doing or anything like that, but Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay, that's their names, um, known as the Inspiration, just says that, they, uh, that they're coming to Bound for Glory uh, October 23rd at 10 p.m. Eastern time on pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I really am. I'm excited to see what is going to, uh, what's going to happen with this tag team. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what they do come bound for glory. Are they just going to come in and, and disrupt something or are they just going to come in and, Hey, we're here now. We want to challenge you and you know, blah, blah, blah. Like it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I can't wait. I can't either. And I do believe that these two women here are really going to be hall of famers at some point, not necessarily within the WWE hall of fame, but within a hall of fame or even mentioned in the same category as different hall of famers. Speaking of hall of famers, I'm going to get into a little something here that, and I'm not going to disclose right away for those of you who might not have seen this just yet but i'll let you know who this hall of famer is at the very end sports Keto wrestling on twitter put out a tweet that said how about one more match and then tagged this uh hall of famer this legend within the world of professional wrestling a female within the world of professional wrestling becky lynch has thrown her comment in there saying, and, and so I, I, to really set it up for you. So sports Kita put that out there and then that hall of famer retweeted it and asked, who is your pick? In comes Becky Lynch, who says, I'll send you off with a bad arm. If you like to which this hall of famer says, well, if you happen to find yourself in the neighborhood tomorrow, which did not happen because Becky Lynch then says, I have a couple other people to beat up and then I'm free. So we're talking, we could at some points possibly see a matchup between Becky Lynch and Lita. Dude. What? Right. Growing up, Lita was my absolute favorite. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say she's right there behind you. Right here behind me is my Lita action figure that I have had for many, many... Well, I mean, that there just shows you how long it's been with the WWF logo on there. Um, I was always a fan of Lita. Um, even... Wow. Even, even to the point where, where I, I, I mean, maybe it was it was a little bit of an obsession. Um, definitely, uh, I could say that it was because I, I like, I absolutely loved Lita and I still do Amy Dumas. She, she is an absolute fantastic person. I absolutely love who she is as a person, but the character of Lita, pff, dude, uh, I know I'm Canadian, 
And I know that I should be saying that Trish Stratus was my favorite professional wrestler in the female division. No, Lita, 100%. What do you remember about Lita? Oh, my goodness. The things that that woman did for professional wrestling, Uh, being with the Hardys, uh, doing extreme stuff that you've never seen a woman do before. She broke that barrier for them. Like, it was just – and the look – I don't think anybody could have pulled that look off but her. No. Really. Just so cutting edge and so just knowing what the fans wanted. And Hardcore just punk rock. Like, yeah. that's oh, what God, she had. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. Um, as far as my favorite wrestler back then, that would be uh, Miss Holly. Molly oh, Holly? Uh, Molly Holly, dude. She was my – because she was little. Right. And, and just – yeah, it was it was cool. She was great. <laughs> I urge everyone to go and check out lovewrestling.ca over there. You will find there's a section called podcasts. Underneath podcasts is Turnbuckle Rewind. Mighty Joe and myself actually covered the matchup that happened between Trish Stratus and Lita on Raw where Lita scorpioned herself on the outside of the ring doing a dive. One of my absolute favorite matchups of, of all the times um, is that one there. And I was happy to cover that um, as well. I just want to give a little side note when it comes to lovewrestling.ca and turnbuckle rewind uh, with all of the changing of the guard that has been happening and my shoot job, I've been working lots of hours and it has been very difficult for me to be able to get a rewind episode done, but I guarantee you this week we will have a new rewind episode coming out for you all over at lovewrestling.ca. Speaking of people that we are very, very much so fans of, we're going to take a little bit of a commercial break here and we are going to hear from a couple of our friends over at collarandelbowbrand.com. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north, always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. 
Thank you for coming back with us here on Turnbuckle Talk. I am Carl Carafel, joined alongside Bubba Duke. And just so that everyone knows, collarandelbowbrand.com. If you're watching the video, you see my hat, see Bubba Duke's hat. Um, yeah, collarandelbowbrand.com. We are very proud to say that we are, were the first ever there. You see in the video as well, Bubba Duke holding up the um, beanie cap. So if it's cold where you are, you can always purchase a beanie cap as well. We are very proud to say that we were the first Collar and Elbow Brand sponsored podcast. Very happy about that. Um, so we urge all of you, go and check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. They have some amazing stuff over there. They do really great things, especially for our fallen brothers and sisters by creating legacy uh, shirts for these people. That. All the proceeds from the sales of those actually go to the family of our fallen brother and sister. While you're there, you can use a promo code to save yourself 10% off your entire purchase. That promo code is JK Podcast. That'll get you 10% off brand new and clearanced merchandise over at collarandelbowbrand.com when you use the promo code JK podcast absolutely fantastic stuff over there and i am happy to be able to support them we're going to move on to another quick little segment here we're going to talk about a little bit of breaking news so breaking news this week is an absolute shocker. AEW will be having their shows Rampage on Friday nights and Dynamite on Saturday nights. But for everyone who wants to watch a buy-in or a pre-show, they call it buy-in, which I, I absolutely love. It'll be free for everyone. If you don't have the channels to be able to watch Rampage or um, Dynamite, it's going to be available on YouTube for you. And they're giving us a killer matchup to begin the buy-in, which will happen at, uh, let's take a look here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday on the AEW YouTube page. We are going to be getting, you ready for this? We're going to be getting. Brian Danielson, new signee with AEW, taking on New Japan pro wrestling legend Minoru Suzuki. Oh my God, my mind is absolutely blown right now. I am so happy that Tony Khan has actually opened up that forbidden door once again and is allowing us to have matchups that we wouldn't really maybe be able to get to see anywhere else. Although, you know, Brian Danielson has worked in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Minoru Suzuki works for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, at some point, we may have seen you know, Brian, go back over to New Japan to be able to have this matchup, but we don't have to wait for that work because we're going to get it for free on YouTube from All Elite Wrestling. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in the words or the word of Ric Flair, okay? This is all I can say. 
Woo! Are you kidding me? We get the best match. I've wanted to see Suzuki wrestle Mr. Danielson since I found out about Brian in WWE. Yep. I almost said F. <laughs> um, since I've been researching the both these gentlemen since day one of my wrestling fanatic here. Oh my God, I'm finally going to get to see my match, my dream match. And it's free. Are you kidding me? My neighbors are going to hate me, dude, because I'm going to be screaming. <laughs> I'm going to be yelling. I'm going to be cheering. I'm going to be jumping around. It's going to be a riot watching this match. Could you imagine the skill of both these gentlemen? Okay. The wrestling knowledge that they have between the two of them. Oh, people, we are in for one hell of a match. Like, we definitely are. Yeah. We definitely are. And what's going to be nice about this is that hopefully this will actually draw more people over, uh, possibly to be able to watch the Rampage show as well, uh, because these two are going to really kick it up a notch, and it's it's really going to be a banger of a show. We're going to move on to our next topic. Before we do, though, I need to take a drink of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. And then we're going to talk about our... Match of the week. I need one more drink of this. Give me give me just a second. Just... You go right ahead take your drink. Um, it's good stuff. I wish I had mine. I don't have mine, but I do have... A vintage. That is right. A classic. One of a kind, that one. So cherish that. It definitely is a one of a kind. We're going to get to our match of the week here. Bubba Duke, I'm going to let you go first with this one. Please tell me what your match of the week has been. My match of the week. And it's, it's going back to the knockout knockdown. Wow, all of them were great. It's hard to pick a match out of that entire thing, sure. To be quite honest, because professional wrestling has been taken up a huge notch with these women wrestling. Yep. But my my match of the week, Mercedes and Rachel. Mercedes Martinez taking on Rachel L Ring. Yes. Yes. Um, again, a match that was as far as I'm concerned, perfectly executed. These women in that match tore the place down. Like it was, it was a great match. I could like, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless to a point because yep. they did such a great job. Like again, edge of the seat, you know, very invested in the match and what's going to happen next and how it was going to end. And again, Miss Mercedes Martinez won the match, which I haven't really seen a lot of her. Like I've seen bits of parts and then watching her in this tournament. Um, she deserved to win it. She did. She deserved it. You want to talk about bringing the house down my match of the week 
almost literally did that. Mine coming as well from this knockouts knockdown pay-per-view. We're looking at the Monsters Ball matchup that happened. I've always been a fan of the Monsters Ball matchup. Uh, Impact Wrestling has really been very innovative uh, with their different matchups and and uh, gimmick style matchups. And this here is one of the uh, one of my most favorite ones that have ever happened in the Monsters Ball matchup. That one there, Savannah Evans defeating Alicia Edwards, Jordan Grace, and Kimberly. That there is my match of the week. Now, before we get into our last segment, we've got something uh, a little bit different, a little bit special, and this is something that has uh, uh, come out here very recently. It actually uh, came out during this pay-per-view that we have been talking so highly about the knockouts knockdown pay-per-view this is something that is very very close to me and and, and my heart it's something that i have been through um i know bubba duke is, is in the same boat and it's something that that is very stigmatized that we really need to um get the stigma off of and I think that this is something for all the professional wrestling fans out there that really might help out on this. In the ticker below, you can see down there, tagmeinunited.com, the hashtag tag me in. And we're going we're gonna to see this. We're going to watch this here uh, so that everyone understands exactly what tagmeinunited.com is all about. In the ring... I am Chris Jericho. You might know me as Awesome Kong. I'm Rebel. Mick Foley. I'm Gail Kim. I am the National Treasure. I've been working as Lefisto for what is now 25 years. 14 years. Over 25 years. In the ring, I get extreme. I'm charismatic. I'm confident. I am unstoppable. I am hyped. I am strong. But what you don't see is, I have struggled with suicidal thoughts. We've all been through so much. I was diagnosed as Together. manic depressive. I suffer from depression. And it's hard to see. I struggle with anxiety. The light of day. I suffer from severe panic attacks. Anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and depression. I'm also a recovering alcoholic. The mental health crisis is a global epidemic. We don't always feel great. Sometimes I feel alone. I feel alone. But I won't fight alone. And you don't have to either. We can affect change together. 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 Tag me in for the conversation. Tag me in for support. Tag me in for help. For help. For help. Just hold on. Let's Tag me in. Tag me in. Now it's your turn. If you want to join, make a video. And tag Tag Me In United on your socials. 
We just have to keep having these conversations. Have a nice day. So tag me in, United. Thank you. Because as somebody who... As somebody who worked in the ring, injured, and had to step away, continued my love and my passion through podcasting, to see some of my friends on that screen. Some of them I've known the struggles that they've gone through and some of them I didn't. To be able to see that and to know that we are not alone is very comforting. And it's something that I cherish. It's something that I've been an advocate for for many years now. Um, I've had family that has ultimately passed because of these situations and because of these things. And I don't want to see that anymore. So we need to normalize that, yes, there is mental health and normalize that it is okay to not be okay. One of my best and greatest friends sent me a little music video at one point and that's exactly what the music video was it, it was it, it's okay not to be okay and i absolutely thank her so much for sending that to me because she has been a support and a lifeline for me in many different situations throughout my life since 2011 and so i mean 10 years 10 years now it's been and um Thank you. Thank you, tagmeinunited.com, for opening up and branching this out to the professional wrestling community because this is a community that that really a lot of people feel and believe that they should be strong and that they should be the characters, the gimmicks that they see on their screens when in fact we are real people and we are normal people and have those normal feelings as well. Thank you is all that we can say. And we are very supportive and very happy to be able to show this and play this and continue to do that on Turnbuckle Talk so that everyone can see. And we will even make sure that we put a post up on our social media pages as well um, for this and directing people to the tagmeinunited.com website, and uh, even their social media pages. So once again, tagmeinunited.com, hashtag tagmein or hashtag tagmeinunited. We now move on to something a little bit more upbeat, and we are now going to go and talk about 
what is touted as one of the favorite segments on this show by many of our fans and listeners. It is now time for our... Show stopper segment. This one here is is a little bit of a uh, doozy that's happening right now because there's a lot of discussion happening around this. So an article from a variety site has claimed that AEW is now and should now be considered competition for the WWE. I know, Bubba Duke, that you and I have talked about this, um, you know, a little bit prior, and that this is a discussion that we've actually had uh, prior to all of this. But yes, this website has uh, decided to now bring this to the forefront once again. What's your take on that, Bubba Duke? What do you think? Do you agree <laughs> with this site? Do you agree that AEW is now considered competition for the conglomerate? That is world wrestling entertainment. I, I, yeah, you, you know, my, <laughs> I went off about this one. I'm, I, I just want to yell at these people. You just now, just now considering them competition. Listen, people, after a year of doing what they did, okay, getting this business off the ground, getting some big names here, and you got like, listen, the people behind this, Jericho. Uh, Omega, the Young Bucks, um, like, hello, like, listen, people, if you're just considering AEW competition not right now, you're blind. You need to open your eyes. They've been competition from the minute they hit one year because they have built what they've built and they're getting steam behind what they're doing. People want to go to AEW because, listen, it's wrestling. It's not stupid entertainment. It's not, oh, let's go out and, and tell a half story and, and, well, let's just throw people together that have no story. No, listen, AEW's got story. They got wrestling. They got hype. They got, listen, they're, they're, it's been over, what, two years now? Two years. Listen, people, they've been, if you make it a year and you're not going downhill, yeah, and look at, look at that, that, that comment is perfect. That put if you can, if you don't I would put that up if I could um, right there perfectly said you got CM Punk to come back to wrestling the guy that said I'm done with wrestling it, it it's nothing but a mental drain a physical drain I can't do it Tony I don't know how you did it bro but you got the man to come back to wrestling after saying I'm done I'll never wrestle again ever he said ever. Like in the movie, forever. Right. You got CM Punk to come back. You, you, if you can get that kind of talent to come back to wrestling, you know you're doing something right because WWE couldn't do it. Vince was begging the guy to come back, and no, he wouldn't. So, if you're just recognizing it as a company now, then you're you're blind. Get your head out of your butt. Recognize. <laughs> I better stop because I'm getting fired up. As a good friend of mine once said, controversy creates cash. He even created an entire book around it. Controversy creates cash. So I'm going to be a little controversial here right now. 
these two companies are not even in the same freaking league right now. Okay, lots of people keep saying that, you know, AEW, yes, they're competition for the WWE. Yes, they're competition. Yes, they're competition. No, they're not. Okay, they are not competition for the WWE. Why? Because all elite wrestling has been out there putting on professional wrestling. Whereas World Wrestling Entertainment has been focusing on entertainment. Now, while both companies are very entertaining, I can't even classify them in the same area right now. With everything that AEW has been doing by opening up those doors and allowing Impact Wrestling stars, I'm sure that if someone from Ring of Honor wanted to go, they would allow Ring of Honor stars. They, I mean, the, Ring of Honor already has that in with All Elite Wrestling. Right here, Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, the very first one had people that were in are, are, are in AEW as well as Ring of Honor. The Ring of Honor had their uh, tournament at Sea on the Chris Jericho cruise. So it's already there and established. Impact Wrestling, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, GCW, all these companies that are coming together for professional wrestling. Whereas the WWE says, man, we don't need anybody else. We don't, we're, we're just going to home grow our own people. Well, I mean, so with that, we, we can't even put them into the same classification. Matt, you, you you're right here. Adam Cole and Brian Danielson were very happy in WWE and they still left for AEW. You're right, 100% they did. And I think it's because they were tired of, I could be wrong, I would love to be able to interview either Adam Cole or, or Brian Danielson to be able to ask this question to them. But did you leave because you were tired of the entertainment that was happening and you wanted to go somewhere to actually partake in professional wrestling? So, I mean, it's, you know... The, the, these are questions that that I would love to get an answer to, and uh, I don't know, maybe 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 I will see what I can do and uh, try. I make no guarantees, but let me see what I can do. Maybe I can get either one of those two guys uh, for an interview. It might be possible. Let me see. Matt coming in with another comment here. Matt, thank you so much for coming in here and being here throughout this entire show, and uh, you know. Uh, interacting with us because this is something that we absolutely love. I don't care if we go two, three, four, five, ten hours on a show. Our stream will only allow two hours, so let's keep it to two hours at most. Um, but I mean, you guys interacting with us absolutely love it. Dragon Lee is rumored to be appearing on Dynamite with Andrade. I have not heard that, but that is that would be huge. I, I would I would I would love if that actually happens. There's there's actually quite a lot of rumors with Andrade right now that I even I know because I've been getting into the scene where information's coming from a lot more, and yep. there's a lot of rumors with Mr. Andrade right now. And if the one I know about happens, your boy. Is gonna be ecstatic. 
I know the one that you're talking about, and let's see if it actually happens because I think it would be really cool if it does. Matt again saying, I think Cole's Adam Cole's Twitch played a part in him going to AEW. You know what? Thinking about that, yeah, I think you were absolutely right. Um, again, the WWE not allowing their talent to be able to do anything outside of what the WWE has actually okayed, has allowed has said, yes, you can do this. And Adam Cole was very big um, on Twitch for a while. So yeah, I, I, I think that that is definitely a factor into why Adam Cole decided to uh, part ways with the conglomerate and make his way over to AEW. I, I don't disagree with that. So we got another comment here. I know Bub is uh, Bub is reading it right now. Uh, I'll put it up here. Dragon Lee and uh, Drillistico challenged the Lucha Brothers for the AAA Tag Team Championships, and Andrade mentioned a team he knew was going to challenge them for the titles. That's the so one I'm talking about. I, I, you know what? I, I like the little bit of crypticness that comes with the world of professional wrestling like this, where, uh, you know what, like we actually have somebody that says, Hey, I know, I know a tag team. Right. And then to, to know that, you know, these, these ones have actually said, you know, Hey, uh, we're challenging the Lucha brothers for these tag team championships. You know, you can kind of start to put pieces together and, and I, I absolutely love it. I love when stuff like that happens because it just, it makes for good programming, makes for good television, and it makes for good speculations, and it makes for good talk for all of the different podcasts that are out there. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great because it's back to the wrestling that we had back in the day where they would hint around something's going to happen, and you, you, you would be like, hmm, I wonder, what, I wonder if it's going to be this, or hey, maybe it's that guy going from there to here. Maybe it's, maybe, and that makes wrestling, and I mean wrestling, not entertainment, yep. more interesting for me is that speculation. The Yeah, like he says, the mystery team. I have an idea who it might be. Um, I'm going to keep that to myself just for now to see if it happens, because if it does, you'll hear about it here <laughs> for sure. Definitely. So yeah, Matt again coming in and saying that Andrade's partners are listed as a mystery team. So yes, I mean definitely a uh, mystery team can lead to some speculations. Thank you so much to everybody that has listened to this show and has been on the live broadcast of this show, interacted with us, everyone from Matt to uh, my good friend Chris as well earlier in the show. Um, I, I got to mention this here. Everyone knew Hangman Page was going to be the Joker, but it was still cool when it happened. You're definitely right. I, I mean anytime that we see something like that, that we know, yes, this person is probably going to be, and then it actually happens 100%. It's really cool when stuff like that happens. It, it gets, is. I, I love it. It gets such a pop. Even though you know that that person's coming, like you figured it out. Okay. It's going to be hangman page, but when it actually happens, like you said, you still, you, you get excited. You, you are on the edge of your seat thinking maybe it might not be him. Maybe it might not be, I could, you know, just, I love the right. pop that we're getting in professional wrestling right now with these 
um, this door being knocked open. I mean, well, not even knocked open. That thing's been blown apart by yeah. AEW and these companies. It, I love it. It's made wrestling, wrestling again to me. Definitely. Matt, I'm going to make this the last comment that I can put up only because my shoot job um, has me working in less than an hour and I still have to get ready for it. But I am I, I agree with this 100 percent. I as well am hyped for uh, Brian, uh, for uh, Daniel Bryanson versus Minoru Suzuki. And you know what? I'm sure it's going to be Paige and Omega at full gear with hangman finally winning that championship as well i fully agree with that i'm praying to the gods right now please please let him win it <laughs> please he deserves it as you guys heard thank you so much this has been an absolute ride an absolute trip and i absolutely love hanging out with everyone here before we go we do have to mention some of our favorite people though as we talked about earlier collarandelbowbrand.com we are the collar and elbow brand sponsored podcast use our promo code jk podcast and get yourself 10 percent off your entire order we are also partnered with phoenix at fnxfit.com where you can get all of your supplement and workout gear at amazing prices amazing taste they they are absolutely fantastic over there you can also get a discount of 15 percent off your entire purchase when you use promo code tb talk pod we want to give a special thank you and shout outs to those who have continued to support and broadcast us over at the HTM Podcast Network, an amazing network over there with a plethora of different media and podcasts available for you. Go and check out HTM Podcast Network. Google it and it will take you to everywhere that you need to be. Special thank you as well to our friends at IndiePW.com. They as well continue to provide our podcast weekly for everyone to listen to. They've been a constant for us, and we are so happy to help support them as well. Thank you to LoveWrestling.ca for allowing us this platform to bring Turnbuckle Talk to even more people as we only recently started on LoveWrestling.ca. But an amazing group, an amazing crew over there as well with a number of different things. Go and check them out at LoveWrestling.ca, and there is links to all of their socials available right there and we can't forget about StreamYard, the platform that allows us to bring you these video podcasts every week we are so happy and thankful not only to our amazing fans and supporters but to StreamYard as well for being so amazing with everything that they do here and allow for us with turnbuckle talk with love wrestling with any other brand that is out there using this shameless plug for turnbuckle talk go and check out turnbuckle talk at tb talk pod on facebook instagram and twitter as well go to youtube and type in turnbuckle studios that will take you to the youtube page where you can see turnbuckle talk you can see episodes of Turnbuckle Rewind that we are able to put out with the video. You can see The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. 
and you can see Carl Carafel unboxes at least once a month. I am doing an unboxing of the pro wrestling crate that you can see over there for Bubba Duke and myself, Carl Carafel. Thank you all for watching, supporting, and continuing to be here for 240 episodes. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.